Hey, Mickey, how's it going? Hey, doing good, Robert. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about networking on this episode of the podcast. What about you? Yeah, I was just re-networking my house the other day. I got some new Cat6 cables to make things faster to get my wife's PC, getting a better connection on the other side of the house. So yeah, this will be great. Oh man, you just you just drove all of the listeners away <laughs> from this episode. Everybody just skipped to the next next episode. What, what does networking really mean? What are, what are we talking about? Well, that's really networking too. But yes, I know what you're going for. The networking, yeah, meeting other people in your community generally with a business purpose behind it to some degree. So yeah, just getting to expand your, your business network of folks you know and by consequence, folks, you hopefully like and trust over time, too. Yeah. Some people are still rolling their eyes, even even though we're talking about, again, what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> um, but networking can still genuinely help your business. Oh, I hate the word networking yeah. for, for this. I mean, it, it, it conjures up images of just throwing business cards around the room and slimy handshakes. And yeah, it's just, yeah, not good. But if done correctly, it can be enjoyable and beneficial. And we'll kind of dig into some of that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I love, I again hate the word networking, but there are some environments and some meetings and stuff like that that we can go to that are beneficial where, you know, if you focus on talking to a few people and having, you know, a genuine personal connection, I think it can be, again, really beneficial to your business. And again, it's more about those conversations rather than just, again, throwing business cards at people. For real. So yeah, so how does networking help help marketing? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it starts by building that relationship. It starts by building connections, and sometimes it can feel daunting to go, you know, well, if I'm in a consumer-based brand, and how can I go one person to one person? But sometimes it's about the larger relationships with vendors or partners or other people you know who can refer other people. Like, that's how you build a network, which is a powerful thing, even if it takes time to build and uh, cultivate those relationships. I mean, that's what ultimately is about. It's, it reminds you that even if you're doing email or social or the other digital marketing channels that we talk about a lot on this podcast, um, you know, they're all people too. It's all human to human communication and marketing. And so when you get in front of someone and you're talking to them face to face, it helps you remember that and it helps you to build that closer connection. Yeah. And I know for us, like we don't get much say much of the way of sales from people that we network with, but from their friends, just by people knowing who you are, they trust us. They'll refer you when you hear, hear people ask you for what you need. And we do the same. I know lots of folks where I've not done business with them, but someone will say, I need someone to help fix the cracked windshield on my car. It's like, oh, I know just the guy I met last week. And so I you become a conduit for that sort of thing. And that can help a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So what, let's talk about some of the events and type of environments that you can actually go to a network. Yeah, there's quite a few. And, and again, some are billed as networking events. And I think the more they're billed as quote networking events, the less I want to go to yeah. them. I want to, Feel more, but there's conferences and conferences you can go again to learn and uh, meet folks. Really, most conferences, especially like WordCamp, you know, the big WordPress conference, I get way more out of the hallway track, just the on the side, just talking to folks and talking through ideas and what works and what doesn't, and that kind of stuff, than the actual sessions, which I think is what made the COVID era so tough. Is a lot of these conferences still had the conference, you could see the speakers and hear the speakers, but you lost all the side time mm-hmm. talking to folks about the talk you just heard and how it applies to you and what you've done. And I tried that and it didn't work, but I tried this thing and just building those relationships there. Yeah. Um, similar trade shows, you can have panel discussions, uh, volunteering can be a great way just you're to bring right. yeah. work. You're not, you know, not networking, you're volunteering, but again, you're meeting other folks that have a passion for helping the community and doing what you do it can be great. Uh, businesses have happy hours you can go to, which gets a little more networky, but still can be good if it's the right kind of thing. And then lunch and learns kind of goes back kind of like conferences where you go to a lunch and learn and hopefully learn from the topic, 
but then you're also in a room of other people wanting to learn and you can get to know them and learn a lot from others that are there with you. Right, and it kind of helps break the ice a little bit if you're listening to a speaker or you're learning something together and you've got something in common right away that you can just say, hey, what did you think about that main stage talk that we just heard? Right. And it, it kind of opens up the conversation a little bit easier than you know if you're just trying to go up to somebody cold. And again, some of those happy hours and volunteer opportunities make it a little bit easier because it's it's a little bit more casual of a setting and yeah. it's, it feels a little bit less formal where everybody's in a suit and feels very rigid like you know if you're if you're volunteering with another person like you you kind of get to know them a little bit better and, and are doing something good together so yeah there's there's plenty of opportunities it's just about finding the right ones for you yeah, for sure so what are some uh, best practices you think for networking yeah i mean i think choosing those right events I mean, again sometimes it's finding the ones where you feel like your audience is going to be if you're going to sponsor a conference or something like that that's good but also just going to places where people are going to have common interests and things that you can talk to them about. Uh, again, I think mentioned before is not trying to meet, talk to everybody in the room, not trying to meet a hundred people, but just go talk to two or three people. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty introverted uh, personally. Uh, and it, it's kind of, it was hard for me to get started with some of these networking things early in my career, yeah. but it, it helped you know, bring me out of my shell a little bit by just going to them. And, and I was just like, if I can talk to one person, then, then that's accomplishing something. If I can kind of make one connection and then it got a little bit easier from there, then I can go, okay, cool, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna talk to three people. If I can do that, then, then that'll be kind of worth my time and, and the time coming down here. So uh, that, that made it a little bit easier. And I guess I'll, I'll shoot back a question to you. Uh, again, you mentioned not slinging around your business cards at an event like this, but is, <laughs> right. it, is it still worth it to bring business cards? Is, is that still a thing? For sure, I think it is. I'm seeing more and more doing the digital business cards, which as digital as I am, I don't care for those. Mostly because it breaks my process. They send the card, I'll scan it, and it goes to my contacts, and now I sort of have their contact, but it disappears. Whereas if I have a handful of business cards after an event, when I get back to my house or to the office, I'll spend a few minutes to go through them, connect with them on LinkedIn, and you know, just sort of see what they're up to and learn a little bit more. Having the digital ones doesn't do that. And really, to that extent, I like receiving cards more than even giving them out. Mm -hmm. When I give out my cards, I think most probably end up in a pocket somewhere and <laughs> never yeah. get used. But I know when I get a card, I'm going to take the time to make the connection on LinkedIn and hopefully try to build the relationship a bit further. So I'd rather receive cards than give them, but I certainly have, we have our very fancy cards with a spot gloss in the corner and all that. It's, I mean, they're, they're nice little cards we have, but um, I think they can be good. And yeah. Yeah, I, but I think it's gonna be more digital anyhow, just because it's easier for people to have a little badge they can wear to people scan versus remembering to print and bring their cards and all that. So I think it's gonna fade away, but I'll hold on to it for as long as I can. Sure, so. I've got a few hundred business cards to, to hand yeah. out and still. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned the kind of the follow-up piece after that, connecting with somebody on LinkedIn. And maybe, again, if you had a really good conversation with somebody like the next day, sending them a follow-up email. And if you've got their business card, you've got their contact yeah, information. Yeah. So it becomes a lot easier. And again, if you're having three or four good in-depth conversations and you know kind of what to follow up with somebody on, that's a lot easier than, well, gosh, I, I grabbed these 25 business cards from people. I can't even remember who was who and right. who I enjoyed talking to and who I want to avoid. But like, again, if, if you make it a little bit easier on yourself and made real good, genuine connections, it becomes easier to, again, connect with them on LinkedIn, follow up with an email and stay in touch with that person and, and hopefully build a relationship that's going to do something well for your business. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to the type of event you go to. I'm thinking of two different business associations in the area that I won't name, but one of them, before the speaker could say, hey, we're gonna have our networking time, so everyone stand up and go network, and it's just awful. Yeah. But another one I go to says, hey, we're gonna have our networking time for the next six minutes, you each get one minute at your table to go around and, and introduce yourself and say what, you know, and so you actually get to know six people very well versus kind of aimlessly wandering and like, yeah, it's, it's so frustrating to have that, but I love the table one, and then at the end, Usually we all pass our cards around to the table each other, so I get six other cards from people that 
I actually got to hear a little bit about what they do, what their kids are like, and I got to meet them a little bit, and it makes the follow-up that much better because I know sure. those six people for sure, and then maybe one or two others I'll bump into, but really depends on the event. So I go to the events that do that kind of networking versus the, mm. now it's time to, quote, network, and everybody stand <laughs> up. Like, it's just so cheesy. So. Yeah, yeah. There's It's definitely done well in some areas and not as well in others, and it kind of takes... You, you have to shift into that mode yep, to be able to even sure. do it at all. But um, there's a couple of different other ways to kind of capitalize on this beyond just the, again, handshaking and talking to somebody. So obviously most of these networking events have sponsors mm-hmm. and sometimes the sponsor gets up there and it gets to present their information and all that kind of stuff. But is is that worth it? Do you, do you, what do you think about sponsoring some of these events? So I think it depends. There's different reasons you might want to or might not. I mean, part of it, of course, is cost and how much it costs. And if you have a budget for that, it really what you'll think you'll get out of that. And so we tend to sponsor smaller events where we can kind of be the sponsor versus paying you know, $1,000 to be the 47th logo <laughs> at the bottom of one slide that passes by every few minutes. So yes. it really really matters there. And then the other thing is, you know, why are you doing it? Is it for exposure to get more leads or just to get visibility in the community? And so if we, we help sponsor like nonprofit events, it just shows, hey, Green Mountain's a good, you know, community steward versus, you know, if we're you know, sponsoring other ones to try to get sales right away, which isn't gonna happen anyhow. It tends to be less good, but it also can support you. If it's, an, it's a group you go to a lot and people sort of know you and then they see you sponsoring, like they start putting in a business with a face, with a name, and it can help a little bit there. But it's, right. it's tricky to figure that out. Sure. Yeah, I think most of most of the sponsoring we've done of those groups has not been particularly effective per se, but it's also hard to measure too. So maybe it has. I mean, we may have won a few, few huge clients because that was one step along their journey to hiring us was they yeah. saw our name one more time and glanced at our website. And so who knows? Yeah. So what's another good way to to get yourself in front of folks at events. Yeah, so I mean, appropriately enough, timing-wise, I actually got to speak on a panel at the business association for my uh, town yesterday. So that was actually a really good experience and uh, is driving most of the thoughts that I have for this episode. (laughs) But again, I was on the panel and they had, you know, networks or they promoted it, you know, on social media and stuff with my face along with the other panelists. And they had me up on the slide before they, uh, you know, before the event and they introduced me and all that kind of stuff. And so, Afterwards, after I had spoken, it was a lot easier for people to come up to me and go, hey, I really enjoyed that. By the way, you said this thing and I'm gonna ask a question about that. So instead of having to go awkwardly approach people, they they had to do that to me because I was the <laughs> the brilliant speaker that got to share all these great insights. But I mean, seriously, it's it's fun to be able to kind of establish yourself as a thought leader. Again, I'm because of my personality, because I'm introverted, it was hard for me to kind of get to the point where I was comfortable speaking at events like this. But now I've done it for you know a few dozen of these and it becomes a lot easier and it becomes a lot easier to kind of get in front of people and again, establish yourself and what you know and what you can offer them. And again, it, it makes it a lot easier for networking at these things if you're able to to do speaking at some of these events. Yeah, and speaking, I think, is so much more valuable than sponsoring because sure. the type of content, you get to talk for 20 minutes instead of two, and when you're sponsoring, you have your two minutes, it pretty much is just sell, sell, sell. Yes. Usually what you, and I don't even like that if we sponsor, but you can't really offer much value either in that little, little time. But when you're speaking, you can offer value and give them real insights they can take home and show your expertise. And then, like you said, hopefully invite other questions and follow-ups afterward and can be a fantastic way to go. Yeah. Uh, so I think something else, one of the inspirations for why we're talking about this on this episode is something that we have started doing at Green Melon, which is 
creating our own networking events because again, there were not many that we really liked and a lot of them felt awkward. And so we were like, okay, cool. We're going to invite some people that we like to come hang out with us. So talk a little bit about kind of this. I I like to think of it as like a micro networking event, a cultivated kind of experience for, for some people. So what kind of led to that uh, within Green Melon? Yeah. So it's one of those things where we, we want to help make other connections for folks too. It's part of us to make connections, but also there's a lot of value. And if I can connect two other people, that puts us in a positive light. So our networking events, we encourage people to come to them. We invite usually five or six people and tell them each to bring a friend, another someone else from the company or someone else in the industry. And we all leave with more connections. It looks good for us, but I know a lot of them have connected on the side too. And it's just finding the right kind of event. So we often do ours at Top Golf, just because if you've not been to Top Golf, it's it's almost like bowling where 10% of the time you're doing the activity, but most of the time you're standing there, you know, munching, drinking just talking to folks and learning what they do, learn about their family, learn about everything going on. You got a couple hours of that and it's, it's fantastic. It's worked very well for us. And so it's fun for us, it's fun for them. It's just a, a casual evening. There's no there's no sponsors, there's no speaker, there's no anything official. It's just hanging out, just chatting for a couple very hours casual. and getting to know yeah. people better. And so at the end of it, I said, wow, I know Steve so much better now because of this and I'm likely to refer business to him because I trust him further because I know him better and it works out very, very well for us. Yeah, and obviously it's an investment of money to be able to book that at Top Golf Correct. and find yep. the people and pay for the money and pay for the drinks. But we do it gladly because it helps deepen those relationships and it's essentially the same cost as what a sponsorship would be, but we're getting like 10 times the value of a sponsorship and we're basically, it's our event, it's our thing and they know that and they appreciate being invited to that. Yep. And so, yeah, there's a, a level of exclusivity around that which we really enjoy and it's, I mean, it's fun for us. I get to go yeah. out and hang out and drink and play top golf and just yeah. hang out with people. Yeah. So it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Hopefully you find a good networking event in your area and maybe plan one yourself or go speak at one. 